You are listening to the Jabin Chavez Leadership Podcast, a conversation designed to help you find your organizational culture and leadership values. Jabin is a pastor, artist, and highly sought-after speaker who has a long track record of growing departments, ministries, and organizations. We know that this podcast will bring value to you as a leader and to your entire team. Hey, everybody. So great to be with you today. Just had a few thoughts that I wanted to share with you, but also want you to know that I'm praying for you. I want you to know that I love you. I want you to know that um, wherever you're at in the world, wherever you're at on this journey of leadership, just believing that God is going to speak to you today um, and uh, really excited to share a few things with you. Um, if you are a minister, if you are a preacher, I hope that you have checked out my preaching master class. Uh, I'd love for you to get that. And I hope it's a blessing to you. I hope it's a resource for you. Um, the uh, link is in the description and you can grab that and um, just praying that it helps you take your communication to the next level. Recently, I got to uh, spend some time with Pastor Craig Rochelle. It was a huge honor and a huge privilege, and uh, it was the first time I've ever met him, first time I've ever been in his space, and uh, it was a big deal, and I learned a lot, and um, I'm, I'm still processing everything that uh, I wrote down, and uh, I should say that I wrote down a lot. And I'm hoping uh, that I learned some of it, and I hope that I'll be able to practice some of it. Just even today, I was on a phone call for about an hour with a church planter, and uh, he said, what would you do about this? What would you do about that? And, and, you know, he just kept asking questions. Every time he'd ask a question, I'd say, well, you know, this thing that Pastor Craig said, and I just kept going back to the round table. And uh, if, if you are a pastor out there and you ever get the opportunity Clear your schedule. Do whatever you have to do. Uh, if you can ever be in Pastor Craig's space, uh, I'd really encourage you to do it. Um, and I'll just say this because I know it's it's coming in August of 2023. So 11 months from right now, August 2023, I know that he will be speaking at the Team Church Conference in Tacoma for Pastor Kevin Gerald. So I, I honestly... Number one, Team Church Conference is amazing and will be a massive blessing to you. Uh, but Pastor Craig is just uh, un unbelievable. And uh, I want to encourage you to already be planning for that because I, um, I know you'll get a lot out of it. All right, but what I want to do is I want to talk about just a few things that I learned from him uh, at this roundtable. And I just, I'm only going to give you four. It could be 40, but I'm going to give you four. Here's number one. Our personal health is our greatest gift to our organization. Our personal health is our greatest gift to our organization. Spiritual health, emotional health, physical health, um, mental health. When, when you are at your best... Your organization is going to be at its best. And just being around Craig and 
seeing the health in his marriage, seeing his physical health, seeing um, his mental health and his emotional health, just just being around him and, and seeing his health and the way that he's fought for it and the way that he's had to address it and the way that he's had to work at it. It was just so inspiring. And it just reminded me all over again that our organization needs a healthy us. It needs a healthy leader. So I just want to challenge you to do whatever it takes to be healthy. Here, here's what I want to say, that whatever the challenges are that you're facing and whatever discouragements that you're facing, whatever thing you know that you've got to address in your organization or your ministry or business, whatever, here's what I would say. Uh, so much of it will be directly connected and affected by your health. So no matter what you are going to face and no matter what you're facing, if you are mentally healthy, if you are relationally healthy, if you are emotionally healthy, if you are spiritually healthy, if you are physically healthy, all of those things are going to absolutely help you as you lead your organization. Period. And so I got home saying, I want to be healthier. I, I got home saying, I got to work on this at a whole new level. Now, a lot of you, if you follow me, you understand I've, I've been losing weight, been doing that side of the physical side of it. Uh, but, but it's every area of our life. Fighting for more and more mental health, emotional health. Fighting for a better marriage, fighting for physical health. Fighting for that time with God, spiritual health. My personal health, your personal health, our personal health is the greatest gift we can give to our organization. Um, so there's things I do that are just very practical that help me. So spiritual health, I got to have time with God. I read the word and I pray and I worship. I read the word and I pray and I worship. And I listen to sermons and I read devotionals and I read Christian books and I, and I just, I fight for spiritual health physically, uh, just ate a grilled chicken salad from Chick-fil-A, just trying to be physically healthier. That used to be two chicken sandwiches, not grilled. That used to be fries and a sweet tea. Now it's a grilled chicken salad. Just try and eat healthier. Um, it's coffee with no sugar. Just try and eat healthier. It's a protein bar when I need a snack, not chips. Just try and eat healthier. It's exercising four days a week, moving my body, stretching my body, pushing my body. Just trying to be healthier. I don't know if I'll ever be jacked and ripped like Pastor Craig, but just trying to be healthier. I play golf, play golf twice a week, get out in the sun, move my body, burn a couple of thousand calories. It's just good. It's just good for my body. And that's good for my emotional health. Creating a, a healthy schedule. Uh, having a date night with my wife, relational health, marriage health. Making sure that we're connecting emotionally. Make sure that we're connecting sexually. 
just my my personal health is my greatest gift to my to my ministry, to my organization, to my business. You got to work at it. You got to stop making it optional. And you got to start fighting for it. Number two, mindsets over models. Mindsets over models. This is something that Pastor Craig just kept saying that and it was just so life-changing. Again, I go back to the church planner today. goes, you know, I'm thinking about this. And, you know, one guy told me to do this. And then Ark was saying this. And then I was thinking this. And then, but then another guy said this. And I said, I said, bro, let me just tell you what Pastor Craig said. I said, I'm not, I'm not an expert. I'm going to tell you what he said. Mindsets over models. You what's in your heart? What do you think is the best decision? What is, what is, what are you feeling in your spirit? What's your gut intuition saying? What are you feeling? What are you sensing? What do you have a conviction about? Go with, go with that, not a model, even a proven model, but, but what's right for you? Mindsets over models. Pastor Craig kept saying how he would say, (laughs) You know, our, our model works because I have a conviction that it works. I have a conviction that it is the right thing. I have a conviction that it is the best way to do it. And he goes, you have to find a conviction. You have to have a conviction about multi-sided conviction, about next generation, a conviction about video, a conviction on and on and on mindsets over models. So don't just do what I do. Don't just do what Pastor Greg does. Don't just do what Stephen Furtick does. Don't just do what Chris Hodges does. What are you feeling? What through prayer and through again, once you're healthy, here's what I would say. Once you're healthy, go with your gut. If you're healthy, go with your intuition. If you're healthy, go with what you believe the Holy Spirit's telling you. If you're healthy, go with your God word. That that that's the only way I know how to say it. If you're healthy and you know you are healthy and you're fighting for health, go with your conviction. Go with that and be bold in that. Mindsets over models. Stop just trying to copy everybody else. There's nothing wrong with, um, with finding inspiration and even doing things that other people are doing. Okay, You don't always have to reinvent the wheel, but... Don't feel this pressure and, and don't believe the lie. Let me say this. Don't believe the lie that, well, it worked for them. It'll work for me. Not necessarily. Well, well, it works there. It'll work here. Not necessarily. You Because this is more than just a franchise thing where, okay, well, it worked at Highlands. It's going to work for me. It worked at Elevation. It'll work for me. It worked at Gateway. It'll work for me. It worked at Life Church. It'll work for me. Not necessarily. Because we have to lead this thing from such a deep place of conviction. Mindsets over models. What's in your gut, man? What do you believe the Holy Spirit's telling you? Once you're healthy, once once we've once we're working hard in pursuing point number one, go with your mindset over a model. Number three, people need leadership. People need leadership. I'm not saying anything you don't know, but people need leadership. He, he said it like this. Stop saying, quote, our people won't. Stop saying that. Our people won't. No, instead say, we have not led them to. Man, our people just don't give. Nope, we haven't led them in generosity. Man, our people just don't serve. Nope, we haven't led them into servanthood. Man, our people just don't love the Bible. Nope, we haven't led them 
into Bible engagement. Man, our people just don't worship. No, we haven't led them in worship. Stop saying our people won't. Stop stop putting that on the people and start taking responsibility. Our people need leadership. We need to lead them into that. People never get to church on time. We need to do a better job leading them into that. People always lead during the altar call. We need to do a better job leading them at that moment. People never worship. We got to do a better job leading them. People aren't giving. We need to do a better job leading. People won't serve. People won't get involved. We need to do a better job leading. Stop saying our people won't and start saying we have not led them into that yet. We got to level up our leadership. People need leadership. If people didn't need leaders, we would not be necessary. But God has set some in the church to be prophets, evangelists, apostles, pastors, and teachers. The Apostle Paul said there is a gift of leadership, Romans 12. Stop running from that. Stop hiding from that. And and it's time to start leading people. People need leadership, and you are the leader. And that's true in your business. That's true in your nonprofit. That's true in your for-profit. That's true in the church. People need leadership. Don't just assume they know what they're doing. Don't just assume they know what to do. Don't just, that's why you're the leader. Don't be frustrated when they don't do what you want them to do or expect them to do. If you have not taught them and led them. And here's the thing about leadership. Leadership is not just telling them what to do. You have to inspect it. You have to follow up. Because there are people in your organization that are leaders in the making, but they still have to be formed. See, I I think that leadership is, you know, the question is, are leaders born or are leaders made? Are leaders born or are they formed? And, And I think my answer to that now, 20 years serving the body of Christ and 20 years of full time ministry, I think my answer is yes. Wait, wait, are they born or are they formed? Yeah. Wait, are they are they are they born or are they made? Yeah. I think there is a side that on some level leadership has to come naturally to you. Some people just hate it and don't want any part of it. That's okay. So there's a side of it that has to come natural to you, but there's another side you've got to be formed, you've got to be made. It's got to be taught and it's got to be caught. You know, you'll hear people say that. Is leadership caught or taught? Yes. It's just, it's both. You see this in the the life of the apostle Paul. Think about that in Philippians 4. He said, whatever you've seen in me, do it. So he's saying, I'm leading by example. But then the whole book of Philippians is instructions. Do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. It's taught, but then it's also caught. Now do what I do. I'm telling you what to do. And by the way, I'm practicing this. So I'm telling you what to do, but don't get it twisted. I'm I'm doing this too. I'm not a hypocrite. It's caught and it's taught. People need leadership. I've heard it said, and I believe it with all my heart, that leadership is just a series of uncomfortable conversations. Leadership is just a series of uncomfortable, just conversation after conversation after conversation. I want to challenge you to lead. 
lead with clarity, lead with compassion, lead with truth, but lead. You got to lead. And you got to lead with love, but you got to lead. Don't be mean-spirited, but you got to lead. Don't lead frustrated, but you got to lead. People need leadership. Number four, I'll just say this. I just, here's how I wrote it down. Needed and known. Needed and known. Pastor Craig said there's two reasons that a person would go to a small church. There's really two. You know, why, why would, why would someone go to that little community church with 20 people and not your church? Why would, why would they go to, to that church down the road with 30 people and not my church? And he said, there's two reasons they go. They go because they're needed and they're known. People need them and people know them. So they stay. He said, why do people go to a big church? Well, there's a thousand reasons. The kids ministry is awesome. The building is safe. The worship is incredible. The preaching is world-class. The production is epic. The videos are, are incredible on and on and on. There, there's, there's a thousand reasons people go to a big church, but what are the two reasons people leave a big church? They're not needed and they're not known. And so we must constantly fight to make sure that people feel needed and known. We need you here and you're known here. When, when I say needed and known, I mean you're loved and there's a part for you to play here. There's actually a place for you here. Not just a seat for you, there's a place for you. Not just, not just we want you to be here. We need you here. We need you. And, and you know, when I, when I say needed and known, that's so different than that kind of Pentecostal theology that I grew up in that, man, everyone's replaceable. And if you don't want to be here, we need your seat and go ahead and leave and find a new church. You'll be back. But honestly, I'm just telling you, I, I grew up in, in some of that weirdness. And I'm, I don't say that about every Pentecostal church or charismatic church, but I, I grew up in that. Like we are the church. We're the, we're the real thing in town and you go try the rest, but you'll come back to the best. I mean, I literally have been told that by our pastor or by a pastor, I should say in my past. No, you're needed and you're known. We need you. We need you. We need your spirit. We need your prayers. We need your faith. We need your generosity. We need, we need your gift. We need the unique thing that you bring to the earth and the unique thing that you bring to the body of Christ. You are needed and you are known. That's why people, people will go to a church where the music's bad and the preaching is boring and the kids' ministry is a mess, but they feel needed and known. And they will leave a church that is basically perfect in so many areas. When I, you know, the music's always right, the sound's always perfect and the Preaching's always good and the screens never mess up and the kids' ministry's clean and pastor's always sharp, but they'll leave because they don't feel needed and known. And you know what? That's oh, that's justifiable. And so we have to fight to make sure people feel needed and known. Let me just say this. If you're you're in a for-profit or or a non-profit that's different than a church or organization, we gotta make sure that our customers feel needed and known that they feel appreciated. I'll, I'll say this. Um, I think I've shared this in another podcast, but I just, I want to just add it to this one. I, uh, I have a Starbucks 
that is a half a mile from my house. It's right there. There's another Starbucks that's three miles from my house. Can you guess which one I go to? Yep, I go to the one three miles from my house. Because the one half a mile from my house is always a mess. And when I say a mess, I mean it's a mess on every level. It's dirty. The employees are always rude. There's, they're always out of supplies. Like for whatever reason, they just never have. It's like they're always out of oat milk or they're always out of vanilla or they're always out of straws or they're, all, they're just always out of something. Uh, I do pre-order and it's always double the amount of time that they say it's going to be. The place where you pick up your drinks is in this weird little corridor where you're always slammed with other people and it's always awkward and weird and especially during the COVID season got really weird. Uh, they never know me. They never know my name. I mean, they just, I, I was like a regular there for a long time. I've, I just went, man, I'm, I'm out. So I drive three miles and everyone knows me. And the service is always so fast and they're so friendly and they're such a great community and they always have product. And they always have everything you need and they make me feel special. And so I drive three miles to get the exact same coffee that I could get a half a mile away because it's such a better experience. And so the old, the old cheesy statement is that a church alive is worth the drive. I'll just say this. If people are needed and known, they'll come to your church. And then you add all the excellence. I mean, your church is going to grow. I'm just telling you it's going to grow. So we don't treat people as replaceable. We don't treat people as a tool. No, they're precious in the sight of God and they're needed, they're known. And people feel that value, people feel that love, and they'll, they'll come. And they'll drive, they'll drive 30 minutes, they'll drive an hour. They'll drive 20 minutes, they'll drive 15 minutes, they'll drive 40 minutes through traffic. They'll, they'll serve multiple services, they'll, they'll tithe. They'll give offerings. They'll get behind a building campaign. They'll, whatever it takes, Pastor. Because, yeah, the, the ministry is world class, but it's the way you make me feel. My quad shot at the Starbucks half a mile away and my quad shot three miles away is basically the same. But, boy, the, the experience is radically different. That's what we're, that's what we're chasing. That's what we're going after. All right, those are just four things I learned from Pastor Craig Rochelle. And uh, I, could, I could share four more. Maybe I will next month. But I love you guys. Praying for you. Appreciate you. And uh, appreciate the, the way that you bless my life and bless our ministry. And I pray that this is a blessing back to you. Have a great day.